This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And we are in Mystic, Connecticut, here through Friday. And uh, Patty, um, a lot of people are going to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo on Saturday. And we will be, let me look at the, the calendar here on, on, on the fridge. Okay. We will be in New Hampshire on Saturday, Cinco de Mayo. Do you think we can find some like good Mexican food in New Hampshire? I'm sure we can, but <laughs> but I mean, that's not why we have this podcast to talk about Cinco de Mayo. But we will be in New Hampshire uh, when we leave here, and when we leave Mystic on Friday, we're going to spend a night in Vermont. We're going to spend a night in New Hampshire, Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> and then we're going to spend three nights in Maine, up by Acadia National Park. Looking forward to that. Before we go to Stadium Number Ten. Rogers Center in Toronto, and thanks to the Major League Baseball schedule for giving the Blue Jays a nice long homestand in May, so we have a pretty big window to get to a game in Toronto. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get a little bit of a quote-unquote break. It's still not a complete break because we're still on the move. Right. But we don't have to be at a particular game or something like that at a particular time. I'm still going to be working for some of that time. Although when we're in Canada, I won't be working. So, But I'm excited about seeing Vermont and New Hampshire. I think it's going to be beautiful in those states. And in New Hampshire, we're actually staying. There is a program called Harvest Hosts. It's an app where you can become a member of the club. And then through that, you can stay at places like wineries, farms, etc. And so that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're actually staying uh, on this family farm. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, more green grass for homes because our boy, unfortunately, was a little sick. And I had a little stomach bug. And I have a feeling it was brought on by stress because we did the urban camping things in Jersey City, Jersey, and Philadelphia. So he didn't have the grass to just lay outside like he would normally do on a beautiful day like we've had the last couple days in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, we've had a lot of rain, too, and things like that. So he's been... Uh, and this whole th- experience is new for him, but I, right. I feel like he's been getting used to it, but then he just had something, either water or stress or something impacted him. But he's feeling better now. He is. A little trip to the vet just to make sure he was okay. And then we took him to the groomer, so now he's all handsome. I mean, he was handsome already. Right. He's even, he's more, even handsome, more handsome. Right. And he smells better. <laughs> <laughs> And when we picked up home from the groomer, I went to the groomer too. I got a haircut and 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 I I, I shaved for the first time in like two weeks. It's about time there, buddy. <laughs> but uh, so last when last we spoke, kids, 
Patty and I had been to Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park. Uh, we talked about that in Monday's episode of the podcast. Tuesday, we went to City Field, the Mets Stadium. Um, we saw the Braves kind of beat up on Noah Syndergaard in the first inning. They did. And you know what? I was really impressed by the graphics that they have in the stadium for Noah Syndergaard when they were starting up. And I'm sure they do that for the various pitchers as well, they're starting up the game. Yeah. But the thing is, it was just like, oh, that's really cool. They're really pumping him up, and and then uh, wah, wah. first four batters all get a bell, yeah, all get on base. Yeah, three runs in the first inning. Even though the Braves knocked out fifteen hits, those three runs in the first inning before all they scored. Well, actually, the highlight of the beginning of the game for me was when the Karate Kid threw out a first pitch. Yeah, Ralph Macchio threw out the first <laughs> pitch. William Zabka. Actually caught it. He was the catcher when Ralph Macho was was on the mound. That was that was kind of neat. Uh, They're promoting their new yeah their new show, show which uh, debuted on YouTube Red. Uh, I believe this it's called it, Cobra it was, Kai. Yeah, it, right? uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. And it was uh, I believe that debuted Wednesday on YouTube Red, which is why Tuesday night they had them at at City Field. And you said you had a Ralph Macchio poster hanging up in your bedroom when you were a, a teenager? I'm pretty sure, and I am sure it came out of Teen Beat or something <laughs> like that. Don't judge. <laughs> oh, I am totally judging. <laughs> Rude. And, but I'm sure you're not the only 40-year-old person who, Watch it. who had a uh, Ralph Macchio poster in her bedroom. Um, if you can relate to, to Patty, please comment. You know, send us a little note. Send us your favorite Ralph Macchio memory. <laughs> <laughs> or who did you have on your wall? I had some other folks on there. So yeah, I never anyway. had anybody on my wall. I had like Transformers action figures and like Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Geek. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I had something in my throat there. I had a lot of baseball cards too. Speaking of baseball cards, it was kind of neat. As somebody who collected baseball cards as a kid, Tops is one of the sponsors for the Mets. And at City Field, as soon as you walk in there, when you come up, you walk in, you go to the main entrance, you go up these escalators, and right at the top of the escalators is a starting lineup of that day's game. And they're all like in top, like giant Tops baseball cards. I thought that yeah, was that really was, cool. Yeah, that was cool. And they have a pretty neat entrance. It's a grand entrance, I would say. Yeah, a lot of Jackie Robinson stuff uh, there. Um, and uh, even though he never played for the Mets, obviously when he was playing for the Dodgers, it was the Brooklyn Dodgers. So uh-huh. uh, uh, big New York influence there with Jackie Robinson. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like the Mets entrance. I liked some aspects of City Field. I was not a fan of City Field in general. Well, the biggest downfall is its LaGuardia proximity airport. to the airport, right? And the airplanes just kept going over, and it's very distracting. I don't it know. Is. I'm You're sure... trying to talk to somebody next to you, and all of a sudden, it's like a plane goes overhead in a jet. How was that again? I'm not going to do that okay. again. Okay. But the thing is, it's also, I can't imagine how the players are impacted by it. I'm sure the Mets players are used to it, but... Well, I'm sure it's visiting, a nice little home field advantage for the Mets. It could be a little bit of a factor. I guess Shea Stadium was worse. Really? Because where Shea Stadium was, it was kind of beyond the right field 
uh, fence, and I get, we, we didn't even see it, but somebody told us, we were down the left field line, uh, somebody told us that beyond the right field wall uh, in the parking lot on that side, um, the original bases from Shea Stadium are still there in the locations of where they were at Shea Stadium. That's cool. And I guess where Shea Stadium was, it was even closer to LaGuardia, so the airplanes were even more of a distraction. <laughs> but, I don't know, it, it just, uh, the Mets fans are really into the game. Um, they're a passionate group, as we saw down in spring training. Right. Um, but, you know, even walking around the stadium, though, uh, by the way, awesome variety of concessions at, at, at City Field. Definitely. They had a lot of different types of food. They had a lot of... And they had good prices. Yeah. But what we kind of got used to at ver- at the stadiums we'd been to previously is if we wanted to get something at the at the concessions and not necessarily eat it right, right at our seat, we would go to a table in the concourse or uh, where they had behind a section they would have a stand-up spot with with uh, like a a counter uh, yeah yeah like a right. countertop to put your stuff down city field has none of that there are no stadium uh, there are no tables on the main concourse there are no counters there, there there were cup holders behind the sections but nowhere to put like something down if, if you had like a big tray of food and you wanted to share it with somebody that to me was disappointing about city field uh, something we had seen at other stadiums. The ticket price was and, great, though. Yeah, I mean, for thirty bucks, we sat right at the left field foul pole. Like, so the, you know, I mean, we we're right there, uh, and uh, that included a hot dog for each of us, a soda for each of us, and a thing of popcorn. Um, right, and our friend Trisha, who came to the game, had. Nine dollar seats, so you can get into the stadium. Yeah, for... she was up in the upper deck, up in the five hundred section, so she was way up there. But she did come down and 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 see us, and uh, uh, we hung out. And that's kind of what we want to tell you guys to do. We want you to hang out with us. Yeah, come and meet up with us in one of our locations that we're going to a game, and go see the game with us. Um, Patty's high school classmate from a while ago was. What? <laughs> I'm shaking my head over here at him. Uh, but uh, no, it was awesome to have Eric Small sitting next to us. Uh, Patty hadn't seen him in years. He lives in Manhattan now. Uh, he took the subway out to, to Queens just like we did. And he joined us at the game. It was so funny. We had seats four and five. And he, like the day before the game, was able to get uh, seat, three. seat three. Right. <laughs> so he sat right next to us. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I had never met Eric before. Really nice guy. We actually met Trisha Morrissey down in Tampa. Uh, she is a Mets season ticket holder, born and raised in Queens, but she went down there for spring training like we did, was down there for a little bit. She did check out her Mets in, in St. Lucie, but she wanted to see a couple of the other spring training sites, and we saw her at the Yankees Stadium, George nice. Steinbrenner Field in, in Tampa. That's where we, we met her. And as we've been doing at every stadium we've been to, minor league, spring training, regular season major league, we're telling people about our trip, about our mission. And she thought it was really cool how we're trying to help foster kids and and, and get people involved. And she was like, hit me up when you're in Queens. So we told her 
when we were going to be at at City Field and where we were sitting, and she came down and, and hung out with us. And uh, we almost didn't hook up with her though because my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Definitely have to have charging stations at these places. And that was a disappointing thing. There's like one charging station in all of City Field, and it's on the 300 level, which is you need like a special ticket to get into. Fortunately, our ticket in the 130 section allowed us access into that area. I don't know why it was a like a restricted access area. It's yeah, I'm weird. not sure either. It was but... just like a bar 300 level area. I don't. I really don't know why. But uh, you know, the, the, it's it's those types of things that I really did not like about City Field, um, and it just kind of added up. I think the the stadium itself is is fine. It's an it's you know it's nice uh, good good place to watch a game, like we mentioned before. A great variety of, of food, um, not overly expensive. Even though it's New York, it is going to cost more there than say Tampa. Well, and um, apparently parking is expensive. But we actually started our day out by going to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, dude. Life hacks right here. You want to get a life hack for New York City? Listen to the next five minutes. Because here is how we paid for $7 parking all day at New York City. We left. Well, first of all, because we're good doggy parents, <laughs> we dropped them off at a, at a doggy daycare, which is also a groomer. We mentioned he got a groom groomer appointment earlier yeah they uh, had a really good rating and they yeah, had yeah. the groomer too so we yep. decided to do it and cute little place that's shaped like a barn and i think he had a good time got to play with some other doggy yep. friends yep but so we without having to worry about homes and and uh we dropped him off about eight o'clock and then we headed to jersey city where we had stayed previously right by liberty state park and we took the ferry from liberty state park you pay $7 to park there at the ferry. And then you can ride the ferry out to Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty, which is what we did. It was awesome. I had, You had been to Statue of Liberty before, but I, I had, had never been there. Yeah, I was disappointed that we couldn't go into the Crown and Pedestal because you have to have special tickets for that. And apparently you have to book those way ahead. But the point is, we got out there, we got to the Statue of Liberty, and then they have... The other ferry that goes back to Battery Park. Battery Park in Manhattan. So instead of taking the ferry back to Liberty City, or uh, uh, excuse me, Jersey City, Liberty State Park, and then having to take the path into Manhattan, we took the Battery Park ferry to Manhattan, and then we walked to the 9-11 Memorial and Museum, which is only like half a mile. Right. So we walked up there. And speaking of powerful, I said I was in awe of the Statue of Liberty, but wow. Uh, if you have not been to the 9-11 Memorial, uh, do yourself a, a service uh, and, and, and go there. And not just the mes- memorial, the museum. Yeah. You go into the museum and they have a lot of displays. Um, they have photos of the folks. They have a recording of the family members reading the names and one of the things that hit me the most that I actually almost stopped breathing a little bit um, when I saw it was uh, a mangled fire Fire truck truck. that's one of the more powerful 
things in that museum. It's just, uh, I mean, the whole back half of that fire truck, it was ladder three. The whole right. back half of that is basically melted. Yes, and, and other parts of it were as yeah. well. And unfortunately, those folks lost their lives trying to save others. Mm-hmm. So that was very powerful. And, and it's a it's a big moment in the history mm-hmm. of our country and in the world. Yeah, it was not a, an attack on the United States. It was an attack on the world. Let's not uh, be confused here about what happened on September 11, 2001. Right. When we read the names at the pools, the memorial pools where the towers once stood, you just see the diversity of the names. I mean, there is Alvarez, there's Ahmed, you know, a, a, a first name, Ahmed. There's, you know, uh, people from Ch- China, from Japan, from, I mean, from all over the world, all walks of life. Those are the people who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. Well, and again, speaking of the Statue of Liberty, yeah. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And this is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's everyone from all walks of life. And, and there were a lot of folks in that, that building. So yep. uh, we're thankful for yeah. being able to see that and pay homage. For sure. I have a son who's serving in the United States Army now. And uh, but. From there, though, from the 9-11 memorial, um, we tried to cram as much into this day as we could. Uh, so we rushed out of there, and we went to the Met. Uh, we got off on the wrong subway stop. We have some debate on who oh, it's your fault. fault was. Uh-uh. <laughs> I told you Lexington and then, Ave, yeah, whatever. and you made us get off at 59th. 59th in Lexington. <laughs> it was your fault. Whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we only got about 15 minutes inside the Met. But uh, we got to walk across Central Park. We did, and we got, we walked right through like the uh, where the entranceway is for the Central Park Zoo. All uh, hail the New York Giants! Yeah, we did not see Alex the Lion. <laughs> we had to see the Met before the Mets. Right. I if if we were not going to see the Mets, I would have because the Museum of Natural History closes fifteen minutes after. The actually half, yeah, an, half hour, an hour, half actually, an hour. After. There's a lesson learned as well. Yeah, really. So apparently, if you Google, you'll you'll see that the time that they close at the Met is five thirty. But if you actually go on their site, it's five fifteen. Yeah. So we walk in there and they're like, "We close at five fifteen and we thought, "Oh, they're just trying we to start ushering people out at five fifteen yeah. But and they were like really strict. They're like, "Get out!" Okay, yeah, not really, but they were they were pretty strict. They were saying you have to go. <laughs> yeah, we thought we had half an hour. We had 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Which is, Such is not life. even like, I mean, th- th- that's a huge museum. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the stories. We got to right. see a little bit. We got yep. a sampling. And yep. and as with a lot of these cities, I want to come back and spend a lot more time in them. Oh, for real. And we want you, as we venture to other cities, uh, Toronto's next, and then Buffalo and Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Cincinnati, Detroit, Milwaukee. Minneapolis, uh, Denver, Seattle, San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles, Anaheim, San Diego, Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, St. Louis. If you have never been to that to that one of those cities and you want to go and you want to be like, hey, we, I like Home Run on Wheels. I like what you guys are doing. I want to be a part of it. I want to get involved. I want to go to a game and explore a city with you guys. Hit us up. Come on out. The more the merrier. Hopefully, 
as we will be doing June 21st in Milwaukee. Hopefully we got some kids going to the game with us too. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Again, get involved. Hit us up. Facebook, Home Run on Wheels. Instagram, Home Run on Wheels. The podcast, well, you already found that one. <laughs> and, and share it with your friends. Yes. Yeah, And that's the thing. If you're listening to this and you like it, tell other people about it. The more people we get involved, the more people we have listening to this, the more visibility we get, the farther reach we have to raise that awareness for the needs of kids in the foster system. That's the whole thing we're trying to accomplish here. So... If you like what you're hearing, tell your siblings, tell your parents, tell your cousins, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers. Uh, let's get as many people involved as we can so that we can help some more kids. And and comment and, and leave us a comment. Let us know you're out there and let us know what you want to hear about or anything that you want to talk about your experience with maybe with foster care. Yeah, if, if you have a connection with a foster care organization, uh, with a major league baseball player, we have some, some, some big league players on the podcast. We would love to speak with uh, with you, with them. Um, anyway, we are uh, going to be heading to the Great White North. And Monday's episode, that is... What day, what day is that? That's May 7th is Monday. I'm looking at the calendar back here behind me. And that is when we will actually be heading into Canada. Is May 7th. We're going to do a couple days in Montreal before we head down to Toronto to see the Blue Jays at Rogers Center. I'll be wearing my toque, eh? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Google Great White North, buddy. All right. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for the Home Run on Wheels podcast this episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> what did you say? Ooh. I got my eyes on you. You're everything that I see. I want your high love anymore.